So are we all good then, honey? Yes. You're sure? I said I'm fine. Okay then, I'll take your word for it. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 30, and we're going to be talking about women speak. Women speak, hey? Oh, yeah. So, what is women speak? Well, I think a lot of women say things that they say it once, but it, how do I put it? They say one thing, but it can mean two things. It does mean two things. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And the second thing might be completely different than what it means might be completely different than what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, not all women do this. Because I would never do this. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> and men can do the same thing, but yes. in our cult, not nearly as much as women, but in our culture... You know, stereotypically, we assign this to women. Right. Women speak. Mm-hmm. All right. So the internet is full of humor about women speak, mostly cynical for some reason. <laughs> but uh, just as an example, like, you know how you can say fine? I'm fine. Which means I'm totally not fine at all. And if you don't detect yeah. that, it's going to get even worse. <laughs> Loser. No wonder men can't understand women. Oh. Yeah, no, that's a whole nother series of podcasts. Anyways, or what about uh, you choose? You should be saying these, not me. It would sound more natural. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what does you choose mean? Means you figure out the exact thing that I secretly want to do. Oh, I don't know about that. And if you fail, (laughs) you're in trouble. You lose. (laughs) After you choose something. After you choose something, then I'll tell you what I really wanted. (laughs) Whatever. That's another one. Mm -hmm. Means I only care about this enough to hold your anxiety hostage for another three days. (sighs) What? This is totally written by a man. But that's okay. Which means, like, you're going to get any sex for the next two weeks. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay. Well, communication is tricky. If you haven't figured that out by now, it's because you haven't started talking or trying to listen. Or you're single. Yeah. So we send a signal when we communicate, and it may or may not be clear. And the person receiving it may or may not receive it with the intent with which it was intended. Agreed. And we may not even know exactly what we intended to send as our signal. Yeah, that's exactly it. And our verbal communication can also be in conflict or mean something different from our nonverbal. So it's like, that's fine. And I've got my arms crossed and my body turned away. And all of my body is saying it's not fine. My voice is saying it is fine. Mm -hmm. Or even in our words, we can use words with one meaning and tone with another meaning. Yeah. So the tone of voice has an impact. Absolutely. Yeah. So this happens all the time in conversation and normal things too. It's not just when we're snarky. Yeah. Right. And uh, in marriages, it's just, we do this a lot, especially you. (laughs) Yeah, nice try. I'm just trying to communicate clearly. So here's a good one for Linda. Is it cold in here? Yeah. What could that mean? It means, can you please go and turn on the heat? Right. Well, why didn't you just ask me to do that? That's kind of what I'm getting at in this whole thing, right? Okay. So you're wondering if it's cold or if it's just you or maybe you're coming down with an illness. That Mm -hmm. could be a possibility or you Mm -hmm. want the heat turned up. Or it could be maybe you want to snuggle. 
So one question, is it cold in here? And I'm sure there's even more possibilities and meanings. Right, but right? it could mean a whole lot of yep. different things. Yeah. Or how about I come home and I say, oh, are we having tuna casserole? And I might flip out. <laughs> <laughs> so I could be disappointed because, you know, this is the fifth night in a row that we've had tuna casserole this week. Or I could be pleasantly surprised because I love tuna casserole. Mm-hmm. Or I don't really care. I'm just asking if we're having tuna casserole. And depending on the day you've had at home, mm-hmm. you could hear a whole range of things in my simple question, are we having a tuna casserole? Yeah. Right. And you could all of a sudden be wearing the tuna casserole. Yes. Except I would never do something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's another podcast episode too. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Did you put gas in my car? Meaning, why didn't you put gas in my car? Yeah, you drive my car, you never replace the gas. Or maybe it just means... Do I need to leave five minutes early so I can fill up before work? Or it means, you put bass in my car, you're awesome. Oh, yeah. It would depend on the tone of voice. Yep. Here comes a big, I'm going to lay on a big smooch now because you put gas in my car. That was awesome. So right. one question again, a whole bunch of meetings. How yeah. about, <laughs> do I look fat in this? <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> For all you husbands out there, there is no good answer to that question. Oh, you could say no. And then she'd be like, you're lying. You're just saying that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. Yeah, you look, <laughs> honey, you look fantastic. Or you can do what I did early on in our marriage and say, ah, I think it's okay. Why don't try sucking it in a little bit? To which I responded, I was sucking it in. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have a what not to say when you're married episode. Yeah. You could win in that one. I could just take the whole episode. Okay. How about, uh, do you have a headache tonight? Yeah. That's a sexual proposition to some people. Or? Or maybe I'm trying to find out why you're a little bit grumpy or you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. Or I'm wondering if you want a Tylenol. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're rubbing your head and I care. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how about this one? What? Are you actually going to wear that? <laughs> <laughs> people say that to me all the time. My family says that to me all the time. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so that could have a host of meanings too. So the question is, Renata, how can we have some good, clear communication? And I got five things. All right. I want us to do to have good, clear communication. Number one, learn to state wants or requests clearly. Right. Like instead of saying, hey, do you want to cut the potatoes? Mm -hmm. I could say, oh, could you please cut the potatoes? Right. Because the truth of the matter is, I want you to cut them. I want to go lay down on the couch. I don't want to cut potatoes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the good husband side of me is operating, yeah, I want to come cut the potatoes with you. Right. Right. But it's not about whether I want to cut the potatoes or not. It's about you need help cutting the potatoes in order to get supper on. And, and so are on you and willing? So yeah. yeah. So asking direct, clear questions. So is it cold in here? It could be, are you cold too? If you were actually cold, are you cold as well? Right. Or could you turn the heat up? Is there a window open? Can we turn the heat up? Can we have a snuggle? Yeah. Cold. Right. Wink, wink. Whatever it might be, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, learn to state wants or requests clearly. Number two, don't lie. Yeah. Fine, or I'm fine, is a lie. Because you're not fine. Mm Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, but sometimes you just don't know what to say. Like, it's easier to say fine than... Well, why don't you say... I'm not sure how I feel, but if you give me some time to calm down, I'll come back to you as soon as I'm clear myself. 
that's a little bit of a mouthful, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. at least, but at least you're sending a signal that I'm, I'm not, not ready to talk about this. I'm not fine, but you know, we're not getting a divorce in the next five minutes. We'll figure this out. I just need some space. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I think, you know, we can be dishonest in our communication and sometimes intentionally and sometimes just because we don't, we haven't thought of the right words to say. But I think again, it, it kind of goes again with number one about being clear. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, state your expectations before it matters. What do you mean by that? Well, I think we've gotten better going into situations where we actually like, we stop and we talk about, you know, here's what I'm expecting tonight or what I, I we need an example of this. It's getting a little wacky. Yeah. Uh, okay. Something's happening on the weekend and I start planning my thing and and I need to stop and say, I just want to make sure that you're okay, that you're going to be alone with the kids Friday night. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to be gone doing this, right? And it may well be something that you support me doing. Yeah. But, you know, rather than being upset about or feeling abandoned or left after the fact or something like that, if we can mm-hmm. stop and state our expectations, what we think something's going to look like, make sure it's okay, and just have that communication before stuff happens, that we don't have these sort of funny, yeah, I'm fine. You go ahead and have a good time tonight. Yeah. Kind of communications, right? Yeah. And then everybody's clear and upfront about what's going on. It's like, yeah, you go ahead, take Friday night off. If And can I do this on Saturday morning and you keep the kids then? Yeah, sure. No problem. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's what I mean about stating expectations before it happens. Number four, understand your own emotions, like your subtler emotions, and then learning to speak out of that place. So this is a key part of differentiation and, and just being able to know what's mine and where I'm at and being able to communicate that to you to my spouse, Mm -hmm. stating my own subtler emotions. So do I look fat in this as a question? Might just mean I'm feeling kind of insecure about tonight. I need some reassurance. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because it's not whether you're fat, look fat or not. It's because I don't look any different than I did yesterday. You need a hug. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I still want you to think I look good. Absolutely. But if you say I'm feeling insecure, what am I going to do? You're going to tell me. I'm going to give you a hug and tell you you look great. Yeah. Any okay. normal healthy husband, I think, will step up to the plate on that one because you've yeah. clearly stated what your needs are. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. So that's number four. Understand your own settler emotions and speak out of that place. Number five, use your manners. Do mm-hmm. we need to remind ourselves of this? Just mm-hmm. say please and thank you. And I, you know, I don't know when it was in my marriage to you, but at some point I realized like I'm just not doing a good job of even saying thank you for the little things that you do all the time. And I need to start chipping that in there mm-hmm. and just expressing gratitude is a communication piece that builds goodwill and it avoids having to where you have to kind of set up the conversation or drop those little woman speaky things or guys do this to man speak things where you're looking for the affirmation you're inviting it you're creating oh, okay yeah yeah because when you get that i mean you kind of set it up it feels cheesy or cheaper mm-hmm. like you've kind of forced it and it's not natural right yeah. So I think when we use, when we get better at expressing gratitude, using manners helps just create clear, right. simple communication. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So question for you though, why do you think we use woman speak? Like why do we need to, or why do we feel we need to be vague and... Or say one thing and mean another? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes, again, because of the, the social thing in North America, like the nagging wife is a stereotype. Yeah. And so asking an oblique question, like in a, in a roundabout sort of way, 
maybe you'll offer. And then I didn't actually ask you. You don't feel like you're going to be that nagging wife, right? Yeah. So you just hint at it instead. Okay. And that's, that's about something that's outside of our marriage. Yeah. That's a voice yeah. kind of speaking into it. And, and, um. But it still affects us. It does. But I think that's where just stating a simple, clear request without any, uh. You know, what's that word for when you say something with tone that has attitude without any attitude? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't find the word there. That, that, that will help. Right. Yeah. And I think too, like sometimes there's like, there's a fear of rejection. Yeah, I think so. In the question. And, you know, do you want to cut potatoes? It's kind of like, I feel bad for asking you to do it. If you say yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you say no, to do you want to cut potatoes? I don't feel rejected. Yeah, I would feel rejected. Like well, if I asked, do you want to cut potatoes? If I say no, I'm... Oh, I see what you're saying. Like if I say, could you please cut the potatoes? And then I say and no. And you say no, then it's like a rejection on me. Outright. Yeah. On you. That's, you got it. That's the difference. Right. So I think sometimes we have that fear there. And often, Verlinda, that fear is more about our fear than the other person's reality. Okay. Can you help me say that clear? Because I think you know what I'm trying to say. It's more about, uh, here we are having a podcast on clarity and I can't. <laughs> You're not clear. <laughs> <laughs> so my own fear may have no basis in reality. In my yes. present reality. Yes. In my present reality. It may be from my childhood or something like that, right? Okay. And uh, yeah. So okay. fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why we can speak vaguely. And then fear of intimacy or fear of vulnerability. It's easier to kind of test the waters with a vague question. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a fear of rejection. It's probably implicit in there anyways. It's easier to say, do I look fat in this than to say I'm feeling insecure. So do I look fat? And this is kind of a funny thing that women say, I'm feeling insecure is a very vulnerable statement. And if I miss that signal, that's going to be a lot worse than if I don't hear you say. I look fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you don't want to whisper that one in the closet. Like if you're going to ask, if you're going to state that one clearly, like you got to make sure you hear. I'm feeling really insecure. Yeah. 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 And uh, hopefully husbands, that's your chance to step up to the plate. Right. Do the manly thing. Which is? Give your wife a hug and tell her she looks beautiful. And there's nobody you'd rather be going with to the ball tonight than her. (laughs) All right. Now, Verlinda, I think I think couples, like this woman speak thing, you know, we've had some fun with it. Yeah. And some practical stuff. But here's my challenge for our listeners and ourselves. I think we should call each other out on this more. Respectfully. Yeah, definitely respectfully. Yeah. So do you want to cut the potatoes? I don't know. Have fun with it if you want. No, I don't. But I'd love to spend time with you cutting potatoes. Ooh, good you know answer. what I mean? So... And we've, we do this a little bit already in our marriage. And I think it's actually helped us to become clearer with our request, just sort of that little teasing throwback that says. But, you know, if there is the, is the time where it kind of comes out of that, the woman speak is coming out of that, that place of fear again. That's our opportunity as men to go deep and to step up with genuine, gentlemanly chivalry. Yeah. Word, and speak to the underlying fear and give, you know, insert, inject reassurance and loving care. Yeah. Have a question here for a husband, like yep. obviously your husband. Yeah. Is yeah. it easy to get resentful of of woman speak? Like, I think it's going to be harder for a husband to, you know, if he's feeling like, oh, 
she did it again. She's just not asking and I'm expected to do this. And it's going to be harder to get to that place of seeing that underlying fear. Right. Like I think women need to step up to the plate too. And as you said before, you know, state your expectations, ask clearly, don't lie, Uh things like that. I think it goes both ways. Yep. I think you answered your question too, didn't you? Like, yeah, you can get resentful. Yeah. But, you know, this is where in a marriage you got to develop that healthy love and affirmation system. And that Dr. Gottman talks about, and that's where this is, this is a part of that where we're, we're building the love and affirmation by injecting positivity with hugs, with, you know, five second or more kisses, with words of affirmation or reassurance, saying, I love you, saying, thank you, mm-hmm. and all these things. And in the healthy context, yeah, it can be kind of, uh, you know, she's asking the funny question again, but that's where I think, you know. Humor. Humor and just calling each other out in a, in a fun, polite way without shaming mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. I mean, that's where marriage serves as a crucible for developing holiness and, and developing character, greater clarity. Yeah. All good? Yep. Okay. That's all for today's episodes. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 30. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. So thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.